Welcome to The Gift of Choice, hosted by entrepreneurial coach and holistic nurse practitioner, Bonnie Gressel. Bonnie and her guest offer information and motivation each week to help you live your dream and attain the health, happiness, and abundance you deserve. Now, here's the host of The Gift of Choice, Bonnie Gressel. Welcome, everyone. This is Bonnie Gressel, your host here at the Gift of Choice show, and I'm here on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. It's November, and today we're going to be talking about the last wedge of our self-empowerment wheel, the ability to create. You know, we started working on this self-empowerment wheel early in the year in February, and now we're to the last wedge of our wheel. Next month in December, I will take a a show and just go through a summary of all of the different wedges that we started with way back then. But for this month, we're going to focus on creativity. And today, we're going to talk about one way to be creative, and that's to get that book that is inside of you out and available to the world in print or digital format. Now, before we begin the show today, I always want to remind you and to tell you how much I appreciate all of you taking time out of your busy day to spend a little bit of time here with us at the show. I am truly honored by that every week, and I I truly do mean that. Now, I've made a few changes to the show, and if you tuned in last week, you'll have heard me say this once before, but I'm shortening up the shows a little bit. Instead of an hour, they're going to be about 30 minutes or so. And the reason I'm doing that is because a couple of reasons, but life is so busy, you know, and especially with the holidays coming up, people just don't have always an hour in one clip to spend. And I've gotten some feedback from people that, you know, it's just easier to listen to something shorter. So we're just making some changes as we go forward, which I'm really excited about, actually. Now, there's one thing that we're that we're changing that if you've been listening to the show for a while, you're going to notice isn't here anymore. And that's that we used to spend a moment or two, just like one to two and a half minutes on a brief breathing meditation. Now, I know that you can certainly do this meditation on your own. So I would just encourage you to do that, to take a moment or two today and actually do this as much as you can. That would be great. But but do take the time to just stop, just stop and breathe and sort of shut down all that mind chatter that's always going on in the busyness of life. Give yourself that gift. Choose to do that. You have my permission. You know, sometimes we need permission to do that kind of thing. So you've got it. You've got my permission. And actually a challenge for you to try to fit that into your day today. Now, just a reminder, you can listen to all of the past episodes here on Blog Talk Radio and on iTunes. And then we also stream the last episode each week to Speak Up Talk Radio, who is on 24-7 for you. um, So you can listen whenever you want. So if you do want to listen to me, you know, guiding you through that breathing meditation, go back to a previous show and you can always, you know, download it and and, and listen to that piece of it as well. I always want to remind people that the Gift of Choice show is educational, inspirational, and motivational in nature, certainly, but I want you to take what fits for you and just let go of the rest. The Gift of Choice show does not intend or imply 
to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment either. I always want to preface every show with that little reminder for you. Now, let's get into our content for today. I'm excited about this because publishing and sharing your message is one of those things that's really near and dear to my heart. So whether you're creating a fiction book, you know, you're sharing your fantasy and and providing a diversion for your reader by allowing them to be absorbed into your story, into your novel, or whether, or maybe you have something to teach, a message to share, recipes to share, jokes, poems. There is so much content that we all have that's so valuable. It could be so awesome for other people. We just don't recognize it sometimes. All of those things, uh, as well as many other things we're going to talk about in just a moment, is flexing that creativity muscle in your brain, you know, that, that right side of your brain. That's something that I don't think we do often enough because life is so busy and we just, you know, check off the things in our to-do list every day and we go from A to B to C to, you know, and we just kind of go through our day. How often do we stop and really flex that creativity muscle? Unless maybe we're an artist of some type in our Zen and we, that's our work, that's our job. Most of us don't do that. So what do you do for creativity? Think about that. You know, there are lots of ways to cultivate your creativity, to exercise that right side of your brain. So think about what it is that you do. Do you play a musical instrument? I mean, for some people, maybe it's that. That certainly is creative. Dancing, especially, you know, free dance. Drama, maybe you're in your community's theater group. All kinds of things. I mean, to me, cooking actually is exercising my creative muscle because I rarely use a recipe. You know, I, 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 I will if I'm baking, but if I'm making dinner, I never use a recipe. I just sort of take all my spices and all my things out of the cupboard and I create what we're going to eat. So creativity can be lots of things. Creativity is really taking something that's inside of you and creating something with it, making something out of it. You know, we have ideas, but sometimes we don't act on them. You know, sometimes people are imaginative, but not very creative. You know, they can think outside the box, but to actually make something, whether it's, you know, something physical or non-physical. So, you know, think about putting your thoughts, your story, your information, the stuff that's inside of you, on paper or in digital form. That's a book. You know, publishing is so different today. It has opened up so many options for authors. It's not like it used to be 10 or 15 years ago. You don't have to, you know, it used to be that the only option was to go to a regular traditional publisher and hope that they would read your manuscript, which you already had to have done. And then Maybe you would hear back from them. I know several authors who have gotten hundreds to to 300 rejection letters. And most of the time these days, you have to hire somebody to send your proposal to a publisher. Um, we usually have to hire a literary agent. And so you've got an expense there. You've got the postage of sending your, your manuscript, or if you digitally do it, you've, you've got the time that it takes to do that only to get hundreds and hundreds of rejections. 
So self-publishing is is something that, that more people, I think, are doing now. And it's become so easy, especially with the Amazon platform. Now, I don't have any stock in Amazon or anything like that, but I do use it a lot with, with our authors. I do in my own books I have because it makes it easy. Amazon does the paperback books, which are what they call create space books, the digital format, which of course is Kindle. And now they also do an audio format through an agreement that they have with ACX and Audible. And they also do videos. They'll even do an MP, you know, an, an MP4 for you or a DVR, a DVD. So there's all kinds of things that you can self-publish that we never used to be able to do before. And digital books, which are the Kindle books on Amazon or the Nook books on Barnes and Noble, and they're called different things, depending on where you download the digital file from. But digital books are actually faster and easier to write because they don't have to be so long. Nobody wants a huge, long file to read. You know, I, I rarely read a more than a 400-page book. I mean, that's a really long book for me. And, and many books are really long. But And I would say probably a 400-page book, I'm guessing, is about hmm, maybe 150 to 200,000 words, okay? As, an, as a guess, that's my guesstimate for today. A Kindle book, a good, a decent Kindle book for a nonfiction book is generally about seven to 10,000 words. Big difference, right? Now, if it's a fiction book, it needs to be a little bit longer because you have to develop your characters and there's a plot to the story and you have to take people through the journey. So, you know, when I work with authors, because I have a lot of people come to us because we have a small publishing company, who have an idea, or maybe they have a manuscript, but they don't know where to go next. So these are some things that I share with um, potential clients or just people out in the public or when we do classes to help them get started. So I want to share some of those things with you. Maybe that will help your journey to be a little bit easier. So I always ask people to start with what their goal is, because there can be lots of different reasons that you're writing a book. So maybe the goal is to put your fantasy, your mystery, your love story on paper so that you can share it with others and allow them to enjoy that movie kind of, because it kind of builds a movie in your mind. Maybe it's, you know, when we read novels, we're, we're swept up in the story, right? It allows us to take a break from our lives, our circumstances, maybe our stressors. So maybe that's your goal. Is your goal to help somebody do something, learn something quicker than if they would be trying to learn it on their own or maybe feel a different way? Is your goal to leave a legacy? You know, so many people have all of these stories from like their grandparents or, or people who aren't going to be here forever and they don't want to lose those. So they want to capture those stories or their own stories. Digital books, especially, never go away. I mean, as long as they don't go out of print, as long as there's a file, it will be there. We had a, we had a gentleman, an older gentleman, he's um, 84 now, I think, who had this particular scenario. He'd had a heart attack in his early 40s and really wasn't given a very good prognosis. But he made all these changes to his diet and exercised and, and made it through. And he's still here at 84. And he wanted to share his story. His story of how 
everybody, you know, all the doctors and all these people can say, oh, yeah, you're, you're toast. You know, you're not going to make it. But you can prove them wrong by doing these simple things. And he didn't want it to leave his his life. He wanted to leave a legacy because when he was gone, he wanted people to, you know, know that to maybe it would help people. That's really why he wanted to write it. So it could be just leaving your message out there so that it might help other people, leaves your mark in the world. Maybe your goal is to um, to build some residual income. Now, I can tell you, and this isn't going to be maybe a, something you want to hear, but for the most part, you don't really get rich off of royalties from a book that you write. You really don't. It's what the book leads you to, you know, unless you write the Harry Potter series or something like that, but it's what the book leads you to. That's where you can make some income and can actually build a business from that. That's not what we're going to talk about today, but if you have any questions about that, certainly feel free to connect with me on bonniegressel.com and I'd be happy to chat with you about it. But, you know, maybe that's your goal. Maybe your goal is to, you know, make some money off of your books. And, and that's possible, um, but not just in royalties. There's other things to do with it. Maybe you want to attract new clients or new contacts or business relationships or you know, use it for business purposes. It's There's a saying that I like. It's the business card of today is a book. And I think that is very, very true. There are so many people that I know that have, you know, like a box of their books in their trunk of their car. And when they go to a conference or a seminar or something like that, they bring some of those books with them and they just hand them out to people instead of business cards because it's something of value. It's certainly much better than a business card. I mean, what do we do with business cards? If we go into something and you get this like wad of business cards, eventually you throw them away, but they sit on a pile, probably collecting dust for a while first. There's very few that I actually use from that event. So many people today are using a book, even if it's just a, a, a small little book, say it's a, a small paperback book, or maybe it's a digital book. There are ways that you can like give people a coupon that they can go to Amazon as an example and just download it for free or, or use a QR code or something like that. So there are ways to do that. So after someone has identified what their goal is, then we take a look at, okay, knowing that, how do we start? And I always like people to start with their purpose in mind, with the end sort of in mind. And part of that purpose is thinking about who your reader is, who your ideal reader is. So I have people create an avatar for their reader. You know, Joe Smith is XYZ. He lives here. He's this old. He's, you know, he eats this for breakfast. I have them sort of paint the picture of the person they're writing this book for. You know, there's a saying that a good author will write a great book and then try to sell it. A best-selling author will find out what their reader wants then write the book to meet that need and become a bestseller. So there's a little difference there. So think about that. You know, your reader, your purpose. What expertise or message can you share? What story or poetry do you want to share? And we all have valuable content. You know, many fiction novels I've found, at least the first one that someone writes, are written with some grain or some thread of truth or experience from that person's life, a piece of that author. So that's kind of what starts everything really, even if it's a fiction book. 
And there are ways to save time. You know, you can speak your book. I did this for my first book. You can, you know, use content you already have, cut and paste. Um, organize your book. That's, 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 I think, kind of important. Um, one way that I like to work with people in organizing their book is to have them use, you know, index cards or post-it notes or something that's really movable that they can put like a, a chapter idea and then the things that are in that chapter on separate cards or separate post-it notes underneath. And then you can rearrange them as you go through the writing process. And because the cover and title is so important, it's great to get feedback on it. With social media the way it is today, oh my goodness, put a couple examples or a couple of ideas that you have if you're on Facebook or Twitter or someplace out in social media and get some feedback because we know we know what what we want to convey, but it's really the person reading the book or looking at the cover or whatever. We want to know how they're seeing it. So getting feedback, I think, is really, really important. And then once you have your book written, of course, there are some other things that you have to do, right? I'm Bonnie Gressel at The Gift of Choice, and we're going to be right back after this short break. Writing a book and becoming a published author can be a daunting challenge. Most people don't even know where to begin such a journey, much less how to make it happen. Now you can realize your dream of seeing your book in print with help from the team at MNB Global Solutions. The husband-wife team of Mike Plays and Bonnie Gressel provides the individualized coaching and publishing services you need to make your book a reality. Contact Mike and Bonnie today for a free consultation at mnbglobalsolutions.com. Welcome back to The Gift of Choice. This is Bonnie Grassel. Once you have your book written, you know, you've, you've done whatever it takes to make it, you know, as easy as possible for yourself. You've maybe spoken your book. You've, you've you know, talked into your computer and sent it to somebody to transcribe, or you use something like Dragon Speak or something like that, and you've got all of your content there. You know what you're saying, whether it's a fiction book or a nonfiction book. But you don't know how the reader is going to read it. So I would have someone else read it. Take a look at it. Because that's where you're going to get the, the feedback about, what do you mean here? Oh, there's something missing here. Or maybe this should be over there. You know, because we know what we're saying, but the reader isn't, going to, isn't in on inside of us. So they're not going to actually necessarily know that. The other thing that you can do to see how it flows is to read it out loud yourself because you'll now we write different than we read there's a little bit of a difference there but you'll be able to pick up if it's really chopped up so that it's a problem if you read it out loud to yourself so that's sort of another thing that sometimes is good to go through all of those sort of phases are really the first part of editing it's called oftentimes it's called developmental editing which is you know if it's a fiction book, do you have enough character development? Do you have enough characters? Do you have too many characters? Can people follow the story? Is the plot, you know, clear? Are there, you know, is are things in the right place? And then if it's a nonfiction book, are you, and you're teaching something, as an example, are people really getting the information that they need to be able to learn to do it when the book is finished, when, when you're they're done reading the book? Because if your purpose is, your goal is to have them be able to do something X, then having someone read it and say, okay, now after reading this, could you do this? That way you'll know that you have all the content that you need. 
I think all books should go through this editing. It's actually two forms of editing. All books, I think, should go through this form of editing, which you can have a friend or someone that you know um, do for you. But then also it needs to have the more fine-tooth comb editing. And that you're probably going to have to pay someone with experience in doing that because it is so worth it. You know, you don't want to end up with a review in your book that says, this book looks like it was written by a fourth grader. And I've seen that on Amazon reviews. Oh my goodness, you do not want that. <laughs> so you want to make sure that, you know, it's active voice and not passive voice, that the prepositional phrases are in the right place and not at beginning sentences, that, you know, the commas are there, the periods are there, the grammar is correct, the punctuation, the spelling. You want to make sure that you come out with a quality product before you hit that publish button. If you self-publish, you can do that yourself. And once you have everything uploaded, you just hit submit. You want to make sure you have a good product, a good book before you click that submit button. And then there's, you know, the ISBN number, which is the number that you see in the back of every book. It's kind of like the social security number for those of you who live in the United States for a book. It's how we identify books because titles can be so similar. Even they, they can actually be the same title, but different books. So that's why you need the ISBN number. And then there's copyright and formatting and cover design, you know, and it seems like a lot of work to put a book together and it is, but there's always some place to find help. You don't have to do it alone. Although you can, Amazon has a lot of tutorials and many of these things. I know when I um, first, when we started working with our publishing company, it was a huge learning curve and we took several classes and things to be able to know how to do this right. So it isn't super easy. It's way easier than it used to be because you have some control over it. You don't have to rely on one type of publisher to help you get your book out there. So the publishing process, let's talk a little bit about that. There's the traditional publisher, which we've talked a little bit about, really hard to get a contract, especially for a first-time author. And you usually need to pay for a literary agent to submit your proposal. And it takes a long time to hear back. Generally, it's a rejection. It's just, and plus, they pretty much... Um, take ownership of your book. You are left with not owning your content if you work with a, tradi a traditional publisher. Now, a mid-tier publisher, that's, uh, that's a publisher I, I use for my first book. And you basically you pay for what you want them to do. And that can range from 3000 to 20000 plus um, because there's a lot of a la carte things with many mid-tier publishers. Now, vanity publishers are a form of mid-tier publishers, but you want to stay away from them because vanity publishers will publish anything for a fee. You know, they, you pay them money, they will put it out there. They don't edit it. They don't care if it's edited. It can be not a very good book. And then you're the one that looks like you have egg on your face. So vanity publishers, I would be careful of them. And then there's self-publishing. Of course, there's a cost to do this as well. If you, you can do most of it yourself, but you still should get the editing and probably have to hire somebody to do that. Maybe you need help with the cover or formatting. There are tutorials um, and Amazon will do it for you for a fee too. So there are other ways to do that. My husband and I have developed a what we call a self-publishing hybrid company. So there's a cost for the project, but all the pieces are included. We do either a la carte, if that's what people want, or we have sort of a package, which includes the marketing and things that other like mid-tier publishers don't include. That's all extra. We just throw it all in there. So that's our, our um, 
take on it. And if you want any more information, just connect with me at bonniegressel.com and I'd be happy to, to share some information with you. Or you can always go to um, our publishing site, which is mandbglobalsolutions.com. And that's mandbglobalsolutions.com. You know, there are tons of printing options. This is awesome too, because you don't have to print 10,000 bucks anymore to get a good price. There are lots of printers that do small press runs at a very reasonable price now that never used to before. And many companies, um, including Amazon, has what's called print-on-demand, which means you can order one, and it's the same price as ordering 500. So there, you don't have to order bunches and bunches of them anymore, which is really nice. It's not like it was you know, 10 or 15 years ago. We all have a book inside of us. We all do. And it's easier today more than ever to publish, whether you're publishing something in digital format, which can be shorter, or a print book, or, or both. I, we usually encourage people to do both if they've got enough, you know, of a word count. You, you need about, ah, you know, with the formatting, you can make it stretch, but you need about 130 pages to a book to be able to have a title on the spine of the book, you know, so that when it's sitting on a shelf, people can see what it is. But there are ways to, to you know, stretch that a little bit if, you're, if you don't have all that big of a word count. So it's, it's all fixable. But, you know, I would say if I leave you with one thing from today's show, it's to believe that you can do it. And maybe you don't want to write a book. That's fine. You know, that's something that's never been on your bucket list. That's fine. But you know what? It is for a lot of people. So what I'm telling those people is that you can do it. There's help. You can do it yourself. There's ways to make it extremely cost effective. And you can get your message out there to the world. You can flex that creative muscle that you have and leave that legacy. It's just, I, I can't tell you how important having belief is because really you can do anything. Certainly writing a book. Now next month, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be doing a summary of all of the wedges from our self-empowerment wheel this year. And I'm excited to share a few guests with you in between that. But in December, we'll do uh, at least one show on the summary of what it's been for the year. And if you have questions after listening to the show today, certainly feel free to reach out to me at bonniegressel.com. I'll put some links on the Blog Talk Radio show page, as well as the iTunes um, show notes. And let me know if, if you have questions. We do a free consultation, so there's no obligation or anything. It's just if you want to pick our brains, you can. Having said that, I want to wish you all a fabulous week coming up because I know it's Monday today. And until next time, blessings, everyone. Bye-bye now.